0: Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race recap show for All-Stars Season 4, Episode 2, titled Super Girl Group's Hani. My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined, as always, by one old bitch from <laughs> Sirius XM Radio's in-depth with Larry Flick. Please say you actually don't love me. Oh,
1: something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to Larry me. Flick. No, you don't, don't love me? Yeah. You don't love me. You don't love me. <laughs> Hello, Larry. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I want everybody to know this. Larry yep. is so jolly on the air, but when he's not on the air, I oh, bitch. I said, you know what? I'm gonna need some more time. I want to get some coffee. I go, that okay? And he's like, sure.
2: Well, what am I supposed to say? Great. See you then. Well... I, you know, sure, it's, it's an affirmative. Uh, I wasn't sure, see, in a bad mood about it.
0: It's seems passive aggressive to me. Like, uh, sure, I
2: guess. No, <laughs> you see, that is your samsonite luggage that I'm not checking into my <laughs> coach. <laughs> because sure, you know, mm-hmm. if you said to me, "Hey, girl, we're going to do it like two hours later," I'd be like, "Okay, what's going on here?" Yeah, but no, I mean, it was fine. <laughs>
3: All right, well, I was
2: laying in. I was laying in bed, rewatching the episode, rewatching the episode, mm-hmm. and sipping and sipping some coffee. I was fine. I'm.
0: Gonna, i I'm, We're going to go out of order here, Larry, a little bit. I'm going okay. to. I want to start with the thing I don't like. Later on, I'll do the two things I like. But I want to start with the thing I didn't like this episode.
2: He is shot out of a cannon. I'm America. shot out of a cannon.
0: I'm going to tell you something. I wait till we get to the stuff I do like. Okay. Uh, what I didn't like were these horrible songs. That they wrote for this challenge, right? I don't know who
2: That's That's where you want to begin?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you okay. why. They're horrible songs. By the way, there's not... There's a lot... And maybe you're different. But I, I, I struggle to find something to dislike about this episode. I love this episode so
2: I much. love this episode.
0: I love this episode. It, I, I'm going to spoil this right. I think it's definitely 100% in the top 10 best episodes of Drag Race ever. Across the board. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. Okay. So anyway, the reason I want to bring that up is, and I want to talk about forgiveness. I want to talk about this Lucian Piani. Now I oh, know yeah. this yeah, RuPaul yeah, yeah. is never going to make up with this Lucian Piani. You and no. Ru, you and RuPaul have a feud going back like thirty years or something. I don't know how. Wait, do you want do you want to share with everyone your RuPaul story
2: or no? Uh, sure. But do you, do you want to finish your thoughts? Should I jump in with my story? It's quick though. Yeah, tell your story. Um, Ru Paul and I ha- were friends back in his uh, early New York days.
1: Okay.
2: Um, I knew him. Uh, I knew him, and I've known Michelle since before she was in Seduction,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, because we're all New Yorkers, and I'm a native New Yorker, and we're all club kids. And I used to be the dance music editor at Billboard magazine. Mm-hmm. This is where this is rooted in, right? I was okay. I was this allegedly powerful person at a very powerful magazine. Humble break was we'll so, it? So so uh so Rue and I were friends mm-hmm. and um I was involved in the marketing and the setup and the breaking uh supermodel and you know, the whole first explosion of RuPaul in yeah. the world. Mm-hmm. I mean I was yeah, you know, I was a journalist. I was part of, you know, the machine that helped bring him to where he belonged, which mm-hmm. is in you know, in stardom. Mm-hmm. And so um I was invited to be uh, a talking head, a pundit in an A&E biography special on the life of RuPaul.
1: Yeah.
2: And um, that was representing Billboard. And um, so I did it. And the the producer was not happy to be doing the episode. Mm -hmm. She was a political producer. She sat there the whole time during the interview bitching about why she had to do a fucking drag queen profile Mm -hmm. when she has profiled secretaries of state and presidents Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. She had a really bad attitude. She has very passive aggressive questions. Mm-hmm. And I was not as seasoned a queen as I am now. Yeah. So I just answered everything and assumed that it would be fine. <clears throat> and so one of the questions was we had just started doing radio in New York City. And it was like, do you think it's going to go well? And I'm like, yeah, but I mean, he's going to have to grow with time. Everybody needs a minute to grow. Not everybody's going to want to hear everybody say love every day for the rest of their lives.
1: Mm mm-hmm.
2: You know, But I know he's going to get there because RuPaul's a very talented person. Mm-hmm. Well, all that was used from that statement was nobody wants to listen to everybody say love every day. <laughs> That's the only part they used. They put it on TV. Mm-hmm. The next morning after it aired, I got uh, a, a violently angry call from Ru, a violently angry call from his management, mm-hmm. and I haven't spoken to Ru since. Yeah. We're even like um, recently. I've, I've since yeah. made up with everybody. For a while, I was persona non grata in the in the RuPaul orbit, and now I'm actually friends with everybody in the RuPaul orbit except Ru. But also recently, Ru
0: was that serious, and you guys passed each other in the hall, and they were like, "God," an and he
2: and he just and he shaded me. Yeah, yeah. And I sent I sent messages to him mm. by way of his management saying, "Listen." Mm. You know, I had a heart attack and nearly died five years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, and, you know, that kind of near-death experience evens you out. Because I be, well, to be honest with you, he and I were shading each other through friends and in the media for years and years and years, saying horrible things about each other. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I had this experience, and I thought, you know what? Time to let it go. Mm-hmm. Time to move on. And so I suggested that he and I have a conversation to bury the hatchet. And he declined, and I thought, okay, you know what? That's your choice, and I respect that, and I'm just going to move on. Mm-hmm. And and so it's very weird because Michelle and I are very close again. Actually, we're closer now than we used to be. Mm-hmm. I'm very close to his managers, mm-hmm. and Rue's name never comes up. Oh, so he is, a, he is a he is a grudge holding queen. And you know what? Live your life as you see fit. I have mm-hmm. right now. I admire what he's done. I admire the empire he's built. I see him for who he is, mm-hmm. uh, good, bad, and otherwise. Mm. And, but this is a grudge-holding bitch. And <laughs> I didn't call him the N-word on social media like Lucian Piani did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so if he's not going to talk to me, yeah, he really isn't going to talk to Lucian Piani ever. Lucian Piani could be bleeding in the street, yeah. and she will step over him.
0: Well, also, I mean, we have so much to discuss here. But you know, but to go back to what you said about how you had, you know, your heart problems and you yeah. rethought things. The rumor is that Rue Paul had her own set of. That's a rumor, by the way, Unsubs- mm-hmm. allegedly. In season three, they took a long break because something happened with Rue. No one knows what it is. The rumor is something <laughs> heart related
2: and- it could be it could be I mean you know she doesn't hide the fact that she has substance issues mm-hmm. um, you know and and it will you know food alcohol hard mm-hmm. living hard partying will will wreak you know damage on your body even mm-hmm. when you don't think it will it will. Yeah. Um, I've heard the same rumors about about Rue, and you know, hopefully, he seems fine. So good for him. Yeah, but it didn't seem like he came to the same sort of like you know what life. I
0: I went through a depression in the summer, and I was I rethought my life.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, and and the thing is, for for him, I think the way he's moving forward is less about holding a grudge, and more about if I let you go, there's no reason for me to pick you back up again. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's a shame because mm-hmm. we were pretty good friends back in the day.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I, it's funny because, you know, I talk a lot about drag race. I'm really tight with a lot of the queens who mm-hmm. do the show. Um, and like I said, I'm friends with Michelle and his managers. But I don't really think a lot about RuPaul in that sort of, gee, I miss him way. I actually, I think it's a shame that we're not friends anymore. Mm-hmm. But would I say I missed him? No. I don't know that he and I have anything in common anymore. I think we live very... I think we live different lives. I know we live different lives. And I think we have very different views of life.
0: So basically um, you're saying that Rue should say, everybody say grudge.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so the reason I bring Let's just, up- let's yeah, just say, in some ways, he's the most loyal queen you're mm-hmm. ever going to run into. Yeah. And in other ways, I would say not in the slightest.
0: The... Yeah, well, he's loyal to himself. You know, the one I was going to say, what Lucian Piani is, and I, 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 yeah, RuPaul and Lucian have their own issues, and I can't actually speak to that. But what yeah. I'm talking about specifically is the fandom with Lucian Piani. We need to sort of come to a place where we, I was thinking about this earlier, where we need to find, as, as the fandom, RuPaul and Lucian, that's a whole personal thing. Yeah, he did call her the N-word mm-hmm. on social media. But the other stuff is we need to come to a place of forgiveness as a people. Because, because I was thinking about this and I was like, you know, I don't know what Lucian's substance abuse problems were. Okay. But there's clearly was something
2: going on. Even that's a little. I mean, I, I know, I know a bit about it cause I'm friends with Lucian. I can tell you a little bit about that. If you want me to tell you now, whatever you're um, comfortable with. Yeah. I mean, he's got, he's actually got <laughs> psychological, um, psychiatric issues. Okay. And he, uh, Went off his uh, his drugs for a while,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um, I mean, as someone, I'm on I'm on antidepressants. Mm-hmm. I don't make I'm not, I'm actually you know I have no problem telling people that. Mm-hmm. And I went off my antidepressants for a short time, and it was a it was actually an even worse experience than when I had my heart attack. Oh, really? Because. Yeah, because it 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 completely short circuited my brain mm-hmm. to the point where I was uh, violent mm-hmm. in all of my thoughts and intentions toward the world and toward myself.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's the closest I've ever come to suicide was when yeah. I went off my antidepressants, yeah. and it takes a long time when you come off. It takes a long time to get back on, mm-hmm. and so what happened with Lucian. Is he short-circuited, and he started burning bridges? He had already had some issues with Rue.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They were already kind of parting their ways, mm-hmm. and so it's sort of like you know how like when when people say that when you drink, your truth comes out because there's no filter. Yeah, um, this the same thing happened with with Lucian. He kind of went to the most angry core of himself. And started lashing out. He was angry at the world. He was angry at Rue. He was angry at a lot of people. I had a lot of contact with Lucian during that period of time. And um, he was just, you know, he was really at death's door mm-hmm. in many ways. So now he's back, you know, so now he, he had many interventions. One of them finally worked. He is back on his drugs. he's healthy again. He mm-hmm. looks terrific. And here's what's really interesting, a lot of the drag race fandom
1: mm-hmm.
2: have forgiven him. Mm-hmm. a lot of uh, there's a lot of love pollution on so. I mean there's some people who are just waiting for him to go off again mm-hmm. because there's always going to be that sector. Mm-hmm. but he uh, he's actually mended he'll never mend fences with with the inner core of, of drag race. Th- those, that's over.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: I remember when I went to Michelle
3: mm-hmm.
2: and said to Michelle, I don't really know what to do, you know, because Lucian's calling me and I don't really know how to respond. And her reaction was, he's so lost. The best thing for you to do is to stay away. Which because is so, so critical Because you're not in a place where you, you're not an expert and you're not in a place where you can help Well,
0: Oh, that's, that's true. But, but you know, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I think maybe, I don't know. But what, what I'm going to say is this. I,
2: for the record, though, I just, I, I ignored her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I ignored her, and, and so I, I you know, I talked to him whenever it made sense. Yeah. You
0: know. Hey, everyone. This is Joe Batanz from RuPaul's Drag Race Recap, and if you're hearing the sound of my voice right now, that means you're listening to the main free version of the show. And look, I'm not begrudging you that. Like you, Look, I'm going to tell you something. I pay for no shows. I pay for zero shows. So if you listen to this show for free, that's fantastic. But uh, I wanted to tell you that I try and keep this segment of the show. Let's call it the hot topic segment. I try and keep it between 10 to 15 minutes. I try and keep it as close to 10 minutes as possible. Sometimes we go over. This one went nearly 30 minutes. Uh, Larry was just spilling tea left and right about Lucian, about Vixen, about the show, about this, about that. It. We went in so hard. But I chose the first 13 minutes or so. Uh, here just to give you a teaser of it. If you want to hear the whole unedited, unadulterated version, head on over to patreon.com slash Recap. Join at $3 level and you will get the... People on Patreon get the entire unadulterated, unedited, nothing's done to it. It's like listening to it live version of the show. And not only that, they get it immediately after we record... At 9 a.m. Eastern time, so they get it the next morning, 12 hours after the show aired, they have this full recap show. Uh, if you like it early, rather than getting it when you're getting it, by the way, Merry Christmas! You're getting it early because of Christmas. Then head on over to Patreon.com/slash Drag Race Recap. Join at the Latrice Royale Eat It $3 level, and you will get this show early and unedited, the whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle, plus other shows. So head on over there, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Uh, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays from RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. So let's join the show right now where we've actually now started talking right about the episode. This is where the actual recap starts. Now, here we go. This week, the girls break up into two teams oh, for a okay. girl group challenge. <laughs> Henny returns as a prop for the show. The girls record tracks for their performances. Gia Gunn reveals her feud with Farrah Moan to her teammates, and Monique Hart decides to pay tribute to Aaliyah. Later, Gia Gunn goes after Farrah Moan in the workroom. The girls perform in front of the judges on the main stage and walk the runway in their best Eloquence After Dark couture. After the critiques, Valentina and Monet were named the top two, and Farah and Monique were named were placed in the bottom two. During the deliberations, Gia Gunn again tried to cause a scene with Farrah after a lip sync battle for their legacies. Valentina redeemed herself to an Ariana Grande song and won the $10,000 tip, giving her the chance to send one of the girls home. In the end, Valentina saved Monique Hart and sent Farrah packing Larry Flick named two things you liked about the episode and one thing... You did not. You can start with the one thing you didn't, if you want to start now with that. Or you well, can I mean,
2: just, right, so we already know what you didn't like. I yeah. didn't like the season mm-hmm. ten girls um, because I feel like they are becoming caricatures. <clears throat> um, even though I do think uh, Monet performed really well in this episode, mm-hmm. I thought her, I thought her her rap during the girl group number was really strong. I thought her runway look was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like her lip sync at the end, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there's a certain kind of, I just, I'm just not, I'm just not with them. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not rooting for them. I'm not getting them. I'm getting, I feel like they talk in emojis okay. and they don't talk as, they don't talk as people. Mm-hmm. They talk, they're talking in hashtag catchphrases. Yeah. And I, I and I can't, I, I can't, I can't put my arms around them mm-hmm. because I don't feel, and you know, and I think, and I think Monet is turning out to be a shady little cow. Yeah. Um, and I think that you know Monique is so talented, but kind of she's lost her way. Mm-hmm. You know, this how the cow hat and, and oh, like, oh. everything with
0: the cow with,
2: with the cows and the cows.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, so yeah, I'm just, I'm just, you know. It's funny, too, because I really liked Monet and Monique during their seasons. Mm -hmm. I was a big fan of them during their season. Mm -hmm. But I just, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. You know what it is, is if you think about it. This, this sometimes
0: happens in all stars it's usually one person but this time it was two where they go on right after they're seasoned and so like if you think about it they f- they filmed actually they i know when they filmed this because rue had mm-hmm. to accommodate for her filming schedule they literally filmed this right after the finale we're talking a week or something like that yeah. or two after the yeah. finale i know so because when they filmed the finale they were in the middle of season eleven they had to let Oh, I don't want to give any spoilers away. Anyway, uh, but, uh, they, were but here, filming, they
2: were filming... TV but here's 11. what's really interesting, though. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that seems to be the case every year. And I'm thinking about, like, All-Stars 2, mm-hmm. when we saw Katya and Ginger, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they both look shell-shocked from having done that. Mm-hmm. These two look like they're drinking their joy juice. It's just like they're drunk on themselves. Well, be- but that's
0: because, you know, they're, they, the finale's just... Uh, aired, I think, by this point, or in the middle of airing when they're filming this. And they're still in the brown cow stunning and the sponge are still the big thing. You know, that's everything everyone's talking about. So they go, Oh, this is what everyone's so they're in they're literally in it at this moment, because this is when they're filming yeah. it, you know. And so they think this is this is the thing. Meanwhile, it's it's kinda remember when when Chad Michaels on All Stars One and he he you know, Hunger Games was the big movie at the time, so he came in, and he was just he was just squeezing in every fucking goddamn Hunger Games reference he could into All Stars yeah. One. It's like that. It's like this was the big thing when they were filming that they were brown cow stunning and the sponge, and now it's bitch. We're like seven months, eight months later. We're over it, and yeah. they 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 had they weren't thinking evergreen. They were living in the moment, and that was the mistake. But okay, so that was what you didn't like. What that's
2: you- what I didn't like. Okay, what I what I I mean, there's so much. Oh, we so, talk, much. so much. So about talk. Yeah. So much about what we didn't like. Three-hour right? episode. I kind of loved everything, mm-hmm. but specifically, mm-hmm. specifically. I lived for seeing Stacey Lane Matthews. Oh, yes. I got everything I never knew I needed from seeing her on my screen. Mm -hmm. She is the definition of someone who has used her post-Drag Race life Perfectly, because mm-hmm. if you think about it, if you I just recently watched her season,
1: mm-hmm.
2: she was good, but she wasn't great. she was mm-hmm. something kind of enigmatic about her
1: mm-hmm.
2: but I mean, did you see her walk out on that runway? Oh, it was I loved like it. it was stunning. It I was mean, Nell Carter realness It was so Nell Carter. Martha Wash yeah. Eleganza. I lived for... It. Stacey Lee Matthews coming back. Mm-hmm. And I gotta tell you, I also lived... Um, I lived for the cutaway shady looks of Latrice Royale. <laughs> Every time someone says something stupid, she cuts them a look. Yeah. And I, and I live. And mm-hmm. I live. Because she's not getting a lot... I mean, we're not seeing as much of her as I hope we would see. Mm-hmm. But... The camera, the editing is really favoring her because, you know, they talk about the weight coming off. You know, like you know, Monique is patting herself on the back. I'm glad that my, my, I had an iconic moment. First yeah. of all, bitch, you're not allowed to call it an iconic moment. Yeah. The second you say it's iconic, it's not. Yeah. Let us tell you, girl, that was iconic. Mm-hmm. And the best was Latrice. Making the face that we all probably wanted to make when Mm. she said, "I'm glad I had my iconic moment," and you cut to the trees going, "Really?" (laughs) So, so many things I loved about the episode, but those are the two that come to mind right now. What about you?
0: Okay, first of all, I said at the top there. Okay, I don't know. Maybe you'll tell me what your Drag Race superpower is, but in terms of myself, Taylor, and Evan, I can break it down like this. I'm a big fan of the drama. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The what the Oh hell my god.
2: god just, I, I just I just I forgot I didn't have the TV muted. Okay. I like to have it on screen when we're talking about.
0: Oh, okay. It. So, um I'm a big fan of the drama Whereas yeah. Taylor is more of a fan of the fashion, okay? And I like I, a
2: little bit of both.
0: Yeah, and I feel Evan's the bigger fan of the fashion but also the performances, like the lip syncs.
2: Yeah.
0: That's Evan's jam. I feel any one of us there was something for all three of us. It was... Yes. There was a lot of fashion. There were a lot of looks. The per- I love... I also love so like the musical challenges Evan loves. If you love musical... Like the musical performance challenges, you were loving it. Plus the lip sync with Valentina. And then drama. I mean, it, oh my God. Just every... So, so one thing I like was just... I know she's getting a lot of hate on the internet right now. But you have to remember something. RuPaul's Drag Race is not a real competition, right? It's not, this is not, uh, Survivor, okay? This is not, uh, you know, American Gladiator, or I don't know what those shows are, right? What's the one where you wipe out, okay? This is not, this is not Wheel of Fortune. This is a reality show masking as a competition. And by the way, I'm gonna get full credit, I think that's a Daniel Brewer quote, okay? Okay. It's a reality show masked Masking itself, pretending to be a competition. Okay, it's actually a talent show, but it's 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 a reality show. Okay, and if that's what it is, Gia Gunn is like Omarosa level amazing television. Like, oh yeah, everything with Gia in this episode was reality show drama. Bravo, Andy Cohen jerking off in the corner, perfection. Right, so well, G- but here,
2: but here's the thing. Yeah, what I loved about Gia, because I'm right there with you. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I need Gia somehow to be a part of every episode, even though I know she won't be. Yeah, because the nature of the show is that everybody leaves at some point.
0: Well, do you I- know? FYI, I'm not, and I'm not giving any hints here, but you remind me of something. Did you hear that? Wow, fucked up. And in Europe, on if you had Wow Plus. You got next week's episode. So now the full oh, episode believe- is leaked online.
2: Uh yeah, so- oh, it's all over line. I know I saw I saw the result for next week. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But it anyway, bugged me out, but you know. Yeah.
2: But but the thing about her is as much as she's being the mm-hmm. classic reality show villain, mm-hmm. I don't feel dirty watching her. Mm-hmm. Do you know how sometimes like there was a point in season two when I kind of was like, okay, this show can go this way or it can go that way.
1: Yeah.
2: And they went the right, they went the right way. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes reality shows can make you feel dirty. Yeah. This show, you know, even Gia at her most viperous Mm -hmm. never makes me feel dirty. I just kind of think, girl, girl, get in girl. I also kind of if can I can I insert one quick thing here and then sure. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I but no, right. I do. I kind of live for her her subconscious, subversive telegraphing to the audience that she is a woman. Yeah. She is the first trans woman to be on this show and she walks into the workroom 100 percent woman. There is no androgyny in her in her in her day clothes. Mm-hmm. She's actually very very flirty, whimsical, feminine. I mean, she is full tilt woman. She's not giving you what, like, Sonique did. She's not giving you what any of the other trans girls have given you. She forces you to look at her and say, that's a woman. And I have to figure out how I feel about having a trans woman on this show. Because there she is in a crop top and a peasant skirt. Mm-hmm. And I live. I live for her forcing people to deal with that.
0: You know what's so funny is, I so accept her as a woman that I never even noticed.
2: I, I mean, I, I accept her. I'm with you, but because i kind of, I'm forever reading between the lines mm-hmm. and I'm forever wearing my, my conspiracy theorist uh, tinfoil hat.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And also because I know that she's a calculated bitch. Mm-hmm. She is sitting, she's like, I have her on my screen right now. And she is intentionally giving you head-to-toe woman. Mm-hmm. Not a trace of man anywhere. Mm-hmm. And nor should she. Mm-hmm. But let's face it, we know that the producers have nudged other trans women to present as boy on the show.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We know that that's happened. That happened to Peppermint. Yeah. Peppermint did not want to present as boy on the show, and they told her no. So... She is she gives zero fucks and I just I want her on my screen every week. <laughs> I apologize for interrupting. No,
0: me. don't apologize. <laughs> In fact, you know what? The other thing I was gonna say was Valentina, but what you know what's so funny, and I'll just say this really quickly, I wanna move on. I love how it's been forty minutes and we still haven't really gotten to the bulk of the episode. I but know,
2: I know. I just gonna because be a long but look, this episode we're, we're chatty bitches. No,
0: but look, this episode's kind of worth it. But this episode you were like, All stars three what? After this episode. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And see, I told you, Mm -hmm. I told you last week, I told you before we started doing the podcast, I felt like this was going to be on the level of All Stars 2, and so far it is. Uh,
0: I was going to say is uh, Valentina, you know, brought a lot this week, just sort of her her redemption arc, and... Not really changing who she was, but making you kind of love her for it. Because even like that part, which we'll get to in the in, back in the in the workroom after the, the judges' critiques, when she <laughs> when Monique wants to plead her case and she's like, "Hold on," and then decides to like talk about how awesome she is, was so iconic and so ra- and so genuine too. It wasn't even uh-huh. like calculated. It was like she really wanted to talk about how rad she is. And she wants everyone to hear it and validate it. And it was, what's so funny that I was going to say and it goes back to my first point, which is everyone's like, Valentina is such a diva and so telenovela. But if she is that, then Gia is just as equally the yin to her yang, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Gia is equally as telenovela. That's why she's the China Mas Latina, you know? Yes. Because yes. she, oh my God, we will get to Right Larry. there with you. Right There's there so with much. you. But you know, why don't we get to Larry after the break? All right, so after Jasmine's elimination, Trinity feels badly about having to eliminate Jasmine Masters, but Monet exchanges not having this crybaby bullshit. Monique talks about her iconic wig and the Rafters moment, but Latrice Royale is not having it. Finally, Monique explains why she chose to eliminate Jasmine and keep Pheromone. Larry, uh give me your thoughts here on this whole uh uh cold open. No, this wasn't the cold open, was it? Uh, yeah, that, that's uh, sort of what that's yeah, right. it is.
2: Yeah. Um I mean like I said earlier I don't I don't think that you can call something you've done iconic it has mm-hmm. to be it has to be deemed so by others mm-hmm. and so that just adds to my lack of allegiance to Monique mm-hmm. um I felt you know I felt like like Trinity was being very genuine
3: mm-hmm.
2: about the elimination because she didn't say it was so hard she was like you're not ready for how hard this is well I mean, she she didn't she didn't say it like "woe is me." She said mm-hmm. like, "y'all better be ready because yeah. it ain't what you think it is." Yeah, and and I and I was there for that. I'm, you know, I live for Trinity. Trinity is one of my top girls in this competition. It's one of my favorite drag queens, period. Yeah, and 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 I just, you know, I thought Trinity had a great episode this week, and I thought, you know, I and I like this open. I, like I said earlier, I really like you know the cutaways to Latrice going what what are you talking about to Monique? Um, I just, I was there for all of it. I enjoyed it. And I, and and, and I'm, and I'm, and everything that Monet said make me, made me want her to be in the bottom.
0: Well, let me say two things. I feel that there's some very, very clever foreshadowing from the editors getting overlooked here. Uh, one is Monique actually talks when she's talking about uh, why she chose said She would have chosen Jasmine over Farah. She says she, it, it, you know, she even tears up a little bit saying she knows what Farah's is going through at the fight for a position and she hopes she's given the same shot when her time is up. And then you're like, bitch, your time was up that episode. Right, yeah, a little bit of fair shot in there, but also, and this speaks to a conspiracy theory that's out there. I kind of buy it into as well. But Monet is shady in her confessional and says, you know, it's not hard, bitch. You know, to blah 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 blah. This is what the show's all about. And there is a conspiracy theory out there that I kind of buy into that Monet didn't really try that hard in the lip sync. She didn't want to win because she knew it would require. Sending, uh, well, she's gonna obviously send Gia home, you know, and because and and you mean Farah? Oh, I'm sorry, send Farah home. You're right, thank you. Right, Uh, she's obviously gonna send Farah home. She even says Monique is my sister, blah 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 blah. And I think she realized I have a problem here, a political problem, which is it's gonna be very clear that I'm saving Monique because she is my friend.
2: Well, suddenly you have a Alaska Talks moment. You
0: have she? a Alaska Talks moment. Yes, you're right. Yeah. And And yeah. uh, and so she, I, there's people who think she wanted to put the dirty work onto Valentina.
2: Well, I think that there's a. I I, I kind of buy into that. Mm-hmm. I also feel like Valentina. And so we're jumping ahead. We're all over the place this week. I That's love right, it. Yeah. I think I think she tried something with Valentina, and Valentina said no. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that later. Right. I think that Valentina thwarted uh Monet. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah. I, well, we'll get, not, but, Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to, to that. Because I have thoughts on Monet's... Uh, we call that a teaser. Uh, yeah, a teaser. All right. All right. Here we go. The next... Okay, now, Larry, you might as well go get something to drink. Because there's a lot before we discuss. Here we go. There's a lot going on here. The next day, Valentina walks in the workroom with a sleek, all-black look. And then proceeds to twerk for the girls. Later, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's Maxi Challenge. The girls will be broken up into two teams headed by Captains Trinity the Tuck and Monique Hart. The teams will perform in a girl group challenge with... Season 3 fan favorite, and the episode's artist-in-residence, re- Stacy Lane Matthews, a.k.a. Hanny. 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 The team Hanny. will need to come up with their own lyrics, record their tracks, choreograph their numbers, and design their own unique looks for the challenge. The teams are broken up as follows. Team Trinity The Tuck consists of Valentina, Latrice Royale, Manila Luzon, and Gia Gunn. They will be performing the number Don't Funk It Up. Team Monique Hart consists... We're getting to a point now where every fucking thing that RuPaul says is going to be turned into a song. Team Monique Hart, like She could just... <laughs> she's running out of things now. Team Monique Hart consists of Monet, Exchange, Naomi Smalls, and Pheromone, and they'll be performing the number Everybody Say Love. On Team Monique in the workroom... Theramone reveals that she can twerk, and Monique lets Farron know that there will be no tears later in the recording session. Monique had trouble finding the note. Monet raps her lyrics, and Theramone brings the phone sex realness during the choreography session with Henny. Theramone struggles with her steps, but Henny is impressed. Overall, that Monique seems to be in charge, even though I think she was talking about Monet. Uh, Larry, lot going on there. We talked about yeah. We yeah. talked about what the challenge was. We talked about them walking to the workroom, but we also talked all things up until the number of Team Monique. What are your thoughts?
2: Um, I thought it was um, well. First of all, I want to say something about Stacy Lee Matthews. Sure, because um, um, I did a little bit of reporting mm-hmm. uh, because there was people have been wanting. If you you know you read the message boards, Reddit, all that mm-hmm. stuff. There's a lot of like, why won't they just bring her in as a contestant? And I've done a little research, a little reporting, made some calls. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that she can't do the show right now because she's not of good health. Mm-hmm. Because she's so petty.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that this was sort of a, let's see if people still care about her. And then we'll have her back when she loses the weight. Like apparently she's going, she's got to lose a certain amount of weight. Mm-hmm. so that she can have the surgery, oh, okay. the weight loss surgery,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then... But you have to you have to lose a certain amount first. Yeah. So she, she has to lose that weight first, then she'll have the surgery, then she'll be healthy, and then they'll have her back. She would not physically be able to do a whole season of All-Stars. Mm-hmm. Like, she would be in danger of a heart attack the whole time. So they want her back. Rue lives for this bitch. Mm-hmm. She's money in the bank, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So... This was this was a tester. And I think this it was a successful tester because the reaction to, to Stacy has been terrific. Wait, it's,
0: um, it's before you what? go on, really quickly, I want to jump on something. I know I just did a whole redemption conversation earlier in the show. But I yeah. was kind of annoyed when they when they introduced Stacy Lane Matthews and she walked in the room, all the girls were so excited, Naomi, all of them. But the yeah. one one of the most emotional just so excited, like clapping her hands and jumping. Manila.
2: Manila Luzon. I'm like wasn't she a mean bitch to her on season three? Oh yeah, she called her a booger. Yeah, yeah. But but the thing is, Manila and Stacy have mended fences, mm-hmm. and and uh, if I remember correctly, I think it was Manila who apologized to her sincerely during the reunion for season three. I could be wrong on that one.
0: And also, Manila calls it during this episode when she's
2: giving yes. Gia advice yes. about picking on the weak ones. And I also think for Manila, it was just sort of like. You know how like when you're in a place where you should be happy, but you're not really Mm -hmm. any anything that reminds you of home Mm
1: -hmm.
2: makes you effusive. Mm -hmm. And I think that Manila was just like, oh, my God, something familiar. I'm so excited to see you. Yeah, Something, Something that makes her feel like she's in power. I think there was a little bit of that also. But but I saw I just I was just it was actually very moving to see Stacy back Mm -hmm. because I know that she's been having a tough time with her health. Mm -hmm. So, and I thought she looked stunning and I know that she's going to get her health together and I can't wait for her to be on all stars five or six. Um, I thought the, uh, I thought the, you know, the, the division of the teams was good. Um, the songs as you said earlier are terrible, but they're almost kind of like not even important. Mm -hmm. Um, the whole Gia kind of getting into Farrah's head was just delicious reality show drama.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I mean, I got, you know, I mean, I, I I know people, I watch it and I'm like, I don't even have to look at Reddit to know that they're ripping her apart. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't care. I'm like, do it again. Mm-hmm. Do it again and again and again and again. I lived for it because mm-hmm. that's good TV. She knows she's not going to win this competition. Mm-hmm. She, knows she's, she knows that the both of them, this is a smart cookie, mm-hmm. Gia knows that neither of them are going to be on this show for very long. Mm-hmm. So she's got to get it in while the cameras are on her. She's going to dominate that TV screen so that when she's gone, she leaves notorious. Because here's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. There's a way to be the villain and you still get to work. Mm-hmm. And as much as I was not there for Fifi O'Hara in All Stars 2,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Fifi O'Hara is actually working very, a, a lot right now. Mm-hmm. There's a way to be notorious. I think she was going for more of a Willem kind of notoriety than a, you know, a Roxy, no one wants to hire you after season five kind of moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was, I, I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. I thought – I have it on my screen now where they're, like, recording their pieces, and I just I, – you know, and and I, I thought it was, like, Monique, to put her statement in the same class as Adore Delano is insulting to Adore. Adore is one of the best singers to ever come off of Drag Race, um, if not the best singer to come off of Drag Race, and to kind of put herself in that league is, like, girl, that Kool-Aid must taste really good <laughs> because – what what is going on here mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah. um that said, and i felt the same way about monet and her cutaways and then i you know i thought monet's rap was fantastic i thought it was really good um are we talking about the performances now or are we just talking no, about no we're going to we're
0: going to the performances right now it's just up everything up to the performances we'll get to the performances yeah
2: performance i mean I th- and i you know I, again i don't feel like we're seeing enough of latrice <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: which is kind of bumming me out same thing with um, naomi
0: we're not seeing a lot of naomi either
2: yeah, and we're not seeing a lot of Naomi, but I have something to say about Naomi when we get to the performances. All right, um, but and 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 someone needs to take that hat off of Monique's head right now mm-hmm. and burn it because it's stupid. <laughs> the horrible brown cow hat. Ugh, I, I, can't, I hate it. I hate it, I hate it hate so it. much. I hate it. I, I hate did it. like. I did like the guy producing the tracks because I did feel like he was there for them.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. You know what that's that's and that's a criticism I'll give Lucian Piani. I felt when Lucian was on the phone I'm sorry, on the show, it always felt like he was a producer trying to trap them into something. Yes. That he wasn't there for them, that he was there to catch them. Yes And Todric feels that way too. Tadrik feels that way too when he works with them. But this one Todrick, seems like... Yeah.
2: Todrick just feels like he's just tripping on his own stardom
0: right Oh, now. this Todrick. I can't with her. Anyway, I don't even... That's a whole... Uh, we'll be here for five hours if I have to get <laughs> on this Todrick call. <laughs> But, uh, uh you know, uh, let's move on, actually, to... I don't really have a lot to say about Team Monique. It, it, it was fine. Uh, with Team Trinity, over on Team Trinity in the workroom, the girls decide they should write inspirational lyrics, and Gia Gun reveals that she and Pheromone have some bad blood between them. Trinity tells Gia that Gia needs to work that shit out and not let it affect the performance. In the recording session, Gia Gunn and Manila fail to impress while the producers go crazy over Valentina's track. During the choreography session with Henny, the team Team seems to have no leader and don't appear to be using Henny in any way. Larry, your thoughts on Team Trinity, their performance, their well, not the performance, not the performance, everything. about the performance, the rehearsal.
2: Um, I thought that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this is Valentina's episode. Everyone yeah. needs to step away. Mm-hmm. I thought her. I thought her recording session was was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought. I felt that, I, I, was, I was shocked by how timid Manila was mm-hmm. in the recording. Because that's not... This is the same girl who'd made Asian jokes in her season. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out like what's going on in her head. Um, and I kind of... It's funny because usually... And, it play, and I think we saw it play out. Usually when you think something is gonna go, it's going to go... When you see something going terribly wrong in a rehearsal... It's not foreshadowing of what the you're right the performance is right because you if based on these rehearsals the winning team is Team Monique right yeah um, and I thought that I don't know the the I will say this though the girls on Team Trinity
1: mm-hmm.
2: were generally older mm-hmm. uh, generally more pliable mm-hmm. and I and I think less likely to shade uh Stacy on stage in front of Rue.
0: Well we'll get to this when we get to the performance. There was definitely some chicanery going on here where it made it see... what the what we saw in the what they showed with the rehearsal with Henny didn't seem to be what the case was on the final produce. So in other words, right. I feel and this to sort of tip my hand here a little bit in my impression, in my opinion, Tim, Team Trinity actually used Hanny, Uh whereas yeah. I feel Team Monique just threw her in the back and ignored her. Yes. Uh, so anyway, uh, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, you know, a couple of things about this is I thought it was funny. I didn't realize until second watching, but, you know... Uh, Gia, what I thought was so funny, and we'll see this when we hear the number, is that Gia suggests that... Gia is the one that comes up that the that the lyrics should be inspirational. And yes. then she's the one that throws in the line about the hags. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but here's... Well, we'll get to that when we get to the performance. Now, also, when... Now, this is pure speculation, what I'm going to tell you. I have no tea here. I'm sure we'll eventually find out. Yeah. But... When they're talking – when she's talking about that she had a falling out with a friend and that Farah. Ph- are the cats having sex, Larry? What's going on back there?
2: No, one of my cats knocked something down and she's just making noise about oh, okay. it. I'm going to close right. the door. It's, it's all right. Sorry about that. Oh, no, it's all right. I just want to make sure they're okay or that we're not invading
0: yeah, their privacy. Fine.
2: Everything's fine. She uh, one, of, one of the cats just likes to make a lot of noise. When uh, we close the
0: yeah, I deal with that with Evan. But the point is <laughs> that um, – you know, Gia's talking about this future with a friend, and that Alyssa, I mean, that Farrah tried to, to, to solve it. I think it's Alyssa. <sighs> and everyone if anyone who follows this knows Gia has very made it very clear she's no longer part of the house of Edwards.
2: Correct. Yes. So she's a huge e- falling out with Alyssa. Even though Farrah's
0: known as a Vegas girl, she's actually from Texas. Right. So, but she had to leave Texas for some sort of drama. But I wouldn't be surprised if she moves in the Alyssa Edwards circles and n- knows Alyssa. And so, I think it was Alyssa. That's who I think that Gia's is talking about. But you know, of course, I would
2: say it's either Alyssa or Shangela.
0: Yes, you're right. I think it's Alyssa or Shangela.
2: I think if if, if they showed up, according to the um, what we hear here, they showed up at um, Gia's get her work drunk. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like it's something more likely to happen with Shangela, (laughs) quite honestly, than would happen with. But don't you think that Shangela's
0: less messy than Alyssa? Like Shangela's way more together.
2: Yes, although I think Shangela enjoys a cocktail, and I don't know that Alyssa really drinks.
0: Yeah, but also this showing up drunk thing is also based on what Gia says. We don't know if that's. But here's
2: here's the other person it could be. Who? It could be Laganja.
0: Well, I think Gia and Laganja, again, I just saw them together in a in a photo on Instagram. Oh,
2: okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I don't, that's why I don't think it's that. I think it's Alyssa, because Gia has openly said she is no longer and does not want to be – both, both Gia and Laganja have distanced themselves and disassociated themselves from the House of Edwards. Hmm. So, so I, I think it's Alyssa. Uh, anyway, that this is just my theory. Maybe we'll find out eventually. I'm sure we'll find out. That's a good it's a, it's a good theory. I have a feeling that Willem will reveal this Will reveal who it is on race Chasers. I, Don't you I you know, think? yeah, so
2: we'll have to listen
0: Yeah, that. well yeah, you'll have to listen. Um so uh okay, so let's move on. So elimination day. I'm actually going to kind of break my own rule a little bit uh because I've been trying not to play clips, but I think this moment is so iconic that I want to play it. And its kind of entirety, and we'll stop every so often and talk about what we're listening to. But what we're here, so what, so just to show you, what, let me just read this, but we're gonna come back to it. It's elimination day, and the girls are getting ready for their performances. Monique is having a discussion about her look when Gia walks up to her and interrupts the conversation to ask if Pheromone was a disappointment to the group. After her conversation with Monique, Gia gun heads right over to Pheromone and has one of the most awkward and iconic showdowns in the history of the show. After the mm. confrontation with Gia, Monique Hart defends her teammate and goes toe to toe with Gia. I actually have the conversation pulled up, uh, right to the moment. Let's play it. If you can't hear it, Larry, let me know. But uh, let's okay. play, Let's play that moment. Ah, oh, wait. Of course, this is now when I. Of course, right now is when I get the spinning wheel of death. <laughs> Okay, so now we let, let's actually then talk about it. Uh, I, I don't have it. <laughs> I have okay. it. I have it synced up, but for some reason now I have the buffering. of death. Yeah, it's buffering.
2: I told you to stop using dial up, bitch.
0: Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> okay. So, what, so what, when you saw this, what were your thoughts? What were you thinking?
2: I thought it was, I, I, I thought it was going to be iconic, and it was. I thought it was. Um I, thought, I I think I heard the producers ejaculating off camera mm-hmm. because it was so good mm-hmm. um, and and I thought that for a change Monique said spoke the truth, mm-hmm. which was that Gia was being a shady cow
3: mm-hmm.
2: and and I appreciated Monique for calling that out. Mm-hmm. See, i don't have to I don't have to like you to be fair to you yeah and you know and and I think that you know I think Monique did the right thing as a team leader by stepping up and defending her teammate and mm-hmm. by calling Gia out, and I thought Gia you know proved that she's the dominant bitch in the room, mm-hmm. even though she's not gonna be there for much longer, she even knows she's not gonna be there for much longer
1: mm-hmm.
2: she's going she's there for her moment, yeah. And she's, and she's
0: having it. Well, I have the the scene synced up here. Here we go.
4: It, it's okay, fun. here we We're go.
0: Refinement. Tell me if you can't hear it, but I'm sure you will. Here we go.
2: Yeah.
4: Gord, you're getting ready already? Yeah. Yeah, do your makeup and get ready, sweetie. Because according to your team, you're the weakest link. Oh! Let me tell you this, i I'm going to stop right here.
3: <laughs>
0: I legit believed that Gia... Because Gia was like, okay, I'm going to go talk to her. I thought it was meeting, like, you know, the... Sweetie, can we talk about what happened? Blah 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 blah, and then no, maybe it would go somewhere. I no.
2: never thought that
0: she straight up went after up her and said, "Like I, it's frozen right now." And Farrah looking at her, oh my god! Like my balls went into my body when she said that. I was like, "Oh," and you can feel, you can feel the energy in the room. And I said this last night on the, I did a live watch with it on, with the people on uh, Patreon. Yeah. And I was saying, I know I constantly bring this up, but I think it's really important here. Is when you're in the workroom, not that the workroom is tiny, but it's smaller than you think it is. They're oh, not yeah. they're not very far from each other. So and I know where you I can tell where Monique is in relation to Farah. is maybe eight feet away from them. And so Farah's clearly hearing what because also you have to forget there's cameras there so you always know where the energy in the room is right Mm -hmm. so you can tell Ferris, you know clued into what's going on but everybody is so close together right now this oh my goodness my fucking ass clenched so tight
2: (laughs) it was but let's it was it was good it was juicy it was real
0: it was real it was real it was
2: it was I mean you know people talk about scripting and mm -hmm. edited you know you know Storylines being created by the editors. This was real. I feel this, this book- was this was this was hardcore real. You could see the discomfort in Pheromone's face. So she was just like, "What are you doing?"
0: Well, exactly. But like, here's, here's what, what you're, are you doing? Stop it! Th- but here is <laughs> what you uh, here is what you tapped into is when producers choreograph the moment it seems false but when yeah. the person does it themselves I think Gia was doing this for the camera but because she did it herself it was organic and there's a verisimilitude to what she did that seems authentic and real and grounded in reality even if she's doing it for the camera that made this like <gasps> like it didn't seem like a producer's under the table saying go do
3: this
2: right well there's everybody you know, everybody does stuff for the camera right like yeah. you know Monet wearing a damn sponge thing on her head <laughs> yeah but it's it's Gia knowing she's going to do it for the camera, and no one else. Yes, exactly. About exactly. No right. one knew what she was about to say. You could tell uh-huh. that no one knew what she was about to say. You could tell, even in the reaction shot from Trinity, who was like, "I don't have time to stop." But it was like, "What are you doing?" It was a very "What are you doing?" kind of moment. I've been in these kind of moments with bitches, and you just want to go stop. But it's is- like I'm peeling. The skin off of my face is so uncomfortable.
0: But this is what's brilliant about Gia. And I'm going to tell you right now is, if you're talking about in terms of career, is you have this Pearl and this Cameron Michaels, which, by the way, do you see Pearl's confession video?
2: Another one? There's a new
0: one? Yeah, there's a new one that came out where she she says what happened to her.
2: Oh. Oh, no, I haven't seen that.
0: Yeah, okay, so go watch that. Anyway, the point is, though, this Pearl and this Cameron Michaels, I'm not saying that they shouldn't. You know, you won this TV show, you have a right to share whatever you want to share, but you're not buying yourself more appearances on this show. Okay? No. Because you're making the producer's life harder. Gia Gut, what she's essentially done is again, Umarosa was like on three seasons of The Apprentice.
2: Omarosa was in the White House. <laughs> She was in the fucking White House.
0: Exactly. So what? G- so Gia Gunn is thinking. She's thinking long term because the yeah. producers right now are like, this bitch is coming back again for another All Stars. We are constantly going to have her back. You, but, know? you know,
2: Gia is at perpetual war with Carmen Carrera on social media,
0: right? Yeah, because she, she's fascinating television. Gia is fascinating fascinating you
2: know and so carmen carrera's basically hitched her wagon onto Mm -hmm. gia's ass Mm -hmm. and she keeps trying to pick fights with her yeah and she just keeps she i mean i've never seen anyone look so thirsty in my life
0: meanwhile this karen michaels and dita ritz they go all the way almost to the end or karen michaels goes to the end and they'll never be back no yeah they're so boring all right here we go let's move on i love we went three seconds into the clip here we go oh
4: shit So, here we go. Listen, I'm like way less concerned about everybody else. Like you don't see me like going around and trying to get in everybody's head and focusing on me. If my team thinks that I'm the weakest link, then obviously I need to be doing exactly what I'm doing and getting centered, balanced, and my makeup done. And so maybe you should do the same. Because I feel like only insecure people like go around and try and do what you're doing. Oh sweetie, I'm very secure. Are you secure? Okay, your thoughts and everything that just happened so far. So Farah's just
0: redder the house down
2: boots. But, I mean Farah is giving you maturity. Mm-hmm. She went from being like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 to being the voice of reason. It's fantastic.
0: Because what Gia's doing is Gia's forcing Farah to be real. Yeah. Gia yeah. is forcing Farah to be real. That, oh,
1: yeah.
0: oh, oh, That's not a real person. That's a no. character that Ferris created. You know, she wants to do it. this is the real pheromone. This is the pheromone that the drag queens see when the makeup is off and they're not on the show. This weird reality.
2: But here's the thing. I want this girl. I like this girl. Mm-hmm. I like the girl who's like, yeah, uh, I'm tr- I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I want that bitch. Mm-hmm. I don't want
3: the I yeah. want that bitch.
2: Yes. I think if that bitch
0: was on the show, that's the funny She's thing. She'd still be on. She would still be on. You're right. If she was this person on the air, if she was just who she want, who she really is, right? She would still be on the air. This is. I like this person. I like yeah. the, the, the the confident. No, bitch. We are not doing this today. Um, yes. And so uh, this is. Um, this is the person that I like. All right, let's, let's, let's carry on.
4: It's taking everything in my power right now not to completely go the fuck off on this bitch. Clearly, you don't really care about our friendship or anything that we had. <sighs> so I was just trying to... Yeah, it. I'm trying to get ready. Okay. I don't have time for your drama. I feel like you're not coming over here as a friend right now. I feel like you're coming over here trying to stir the fucking pot. Well, honey, coming up to my job. Drunk. Oh, here we go. Okay, well, this is what we were talking about. Any thoughts that we've
0: heard so far? Again, I feel we're seeing a real Farrah.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I just think it's like, it's sort of like giving us a storyline that we didn't even know we needed. Mm -hmm. Right? That I wish we had more episodes to unpack, because... And that's why I think, you know, we'll get to the end in more detail later, but that's why I was bummed when Farrah left, because I feel like there was more story here to flesh out, and I don't think that there's any real story for Monique. I think Monique is just, I think Monique is talented, Mm -hmm. I think Monique is passively attractive, but Monique is not going to give us her truth. She's not only All she's going to do is try to give us brown cow stunning, brown cow stunning, brown cow stunning. America! Mm -hmm. Facts of facts! Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah! Facts of America! America! Shut the fuck up! I want more of this, since I was really bummed out that we got one episode of this, as opposed to at least two or three.
0: Which is so funny, because if you think about the most iconic people on the show it's people who are authentically themselves by the way this is a point that RuPaul has made on her own show but I Lat- know. latrice is authentically latrice bianca mm-hmm. is authentically La- bianca you don't there's in fact i think bianca at her weakest is in the early days of season 6 when she is trying to produce herself at a certain point she just lets go and it's when she lets go that bianca wins the hearts of america you know Yeah. and i think maybe that's why i personally not i know this is i'm very in the minority here that's personally why maybe I'm not such a fan of Katya and Trixie because I feel that they have gotten by on not being themselves. I agree, um, but uh but I don't think we've really seen the real Trixie. And by the way, look, my no. favorite,
2: my favorite. I, I, let me let me insert here. I know Trixie. Mm. I know the real Trixie. No, you have not met the real Trixie. <laughs> well, but you know, I guess it works for some
0: people because, like, I will say, my favorite drag queen from the show is Alaska, and I don't think I've ever met the real Justin. No. You know. So, um, I don't know, let's move on.
4: Wasn't really being a friend either, babe. And when I texted you months ago, and you didn't answer me, that didn't really show me that you cared either. Just in her tone of voice, I can tell that she is trying to get under my skin and psych me out because I guess she sees me as a threat. But now she's trying to backpedal and say that this is about our previous drama that happened like six months ago. And it's like, Gia, stop trying to make this about something that literally isn't even a thing. Honestly, that night has been nothing in my life since that night. Mm -hmm. None of that was public, and I don't really understand the whole point of bringing this in in the workroom while we're getting ready. It seems opportunistic. you.
0: Call it, okay. Your thoughts on anything so far? Any new thoughts?
2: Um, no new thoughts. I just I think I think Farrah's calling her out, yeah. and I think Farrah's one hundred percent accurate.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And and I and and as much as I agree with Farah, I in my, I'm look I was looking at my TV TV screaming, keep going, Gina, keep going, Gina. Well, <laughs> i think i think what gia did i didn't want this exchange to end it was so yeah. juicy
0: i think what g whether farah tells you know you know donald trump is good at this stuff too no matter what farah says at this point the checkmate is already done just yeah. re, re, there's there's no way there's nothing you can say you've already there's there's nothing you could do she's 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 trapped you
4: and yeah, and yeah. there's
0: if you if you're logical you've played into the drama. If you ignore her, you play into the drama. She's she's for the, because both Gia and Trump are, are playing for the camera.
4: Yeah. And so no matter your reaction, you've lost. <laughs> you want, It is what it is. Either opportunistic. You're... Sure, honey, I'm here for an opportunity, just like you are. Yeah. Well, some of us don't have to, uh, you know, force storylines to get their airtime.
3: Throw
0: I was just trying. Uh, that's the iconic line. You know, it was in it was in the in the in the preview for the episode. And uh, yeah, um, let me see if the fight continues. Now, see, In case today's your
4: last day here in the competition. It is how you feel about our friendship and our past. You are taking up my time right now and I don't have time for it because you can't multitask. Sure, Gia, whatever you want me to fucking say. Can we say. not
2: bully my car I'm my not teammate. bullying I'm her. I'm she just Literally, like, away. just please get out of my like, face. Like, seriously. I'm not bullying seriously, her. Sis,
4: she just said she wants to get ready. Can you, Gia, please, you know please, please leave you know you're over leave her here line. trying to stir she shit up. She just so, said like, it. Why don't you go to your station and put your makeup on, girl? We'll stop
0: it right there. But when, when they're saying to her, Gia has, like, the slightest smile on her face. Yeah. She is, because she knows they've done exactly what she wants them to
2: do. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and scene, yeah. there's no, there's no danger of this not getting in the episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. It will be, it will be front and center. Yep. Um, so, and, and, and even though they broke the fourth wall of television mm-hmm. by saying, I don't have to make up a storyline. That's very inside baseball television talk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was still so good that you can't edit that out you have to leave it all in Mm -hmm. and you have to and it's a moment where the producers let the viewers know that everybody's aware of what's going on here Mm
1: -hmm.
2: that everybody's there for an opportunity and the opportunity relies on being interesting enough to be on camera yeah. And, as, and again, I keep saying I, we're not seeing enough of Latrice, who's one of my favorite queens. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, Latrice isn't giving you anything to put on screen. Yeah. She's clearly not doing anything to put it on screen. Mm-hmm. Because when she does, they put it on. Mm-hmm. So the opportunity is you've got to be good television. Mm -hmm. And that was good television. That was amazing television. Yeah.
0: Um, All right. Let's move on. Move on. I almost said move. uh, Ruan. Let's Ruan, baby. On the main stage, RuPaul comes out looking expensive as fuck and introduces the tune. RuPaul looked looked great. You know what? This Delta work is finally, it looks like both episodes this season, she looked fantastic. They've finally gotten her the swing of it. Uh, She looked great. And the dress looked great. Go Zaldi. Um, all right. First up was Team Trinity with Don't Funk It Up. Larry, your thoughts. You've been dying to give your thoughts here. Team Trinity, Don't Funk okay. It
2: Okay. Before we get to that, though, I've got to give props to um, the guest judges. Mm-hmm. Who are they? Two <laughs> who are Casey Musgraves, country music superstar. Oh, that was she? Uh-huh. And, uh, and Sierra, mm-hmm. who is the R&B superstar. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting and really great that Sierra showed up because what you may not know okay. is that during the uh, one tooth, one two jump, whatever that big song, My Goodies, mm-hmm. there was rumor that she was a drag queen because she's got really big hands. Mm. In the industry, they called her Manhand Sierra. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. It was shady as fuck. But there was a rumor that she was a dude.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Obviously, she's not a dude. Mm-hmm. But because she's she's tall mm-hmm. and you know she's thin, and because she's so thin, some of her basic features look mm-hmm. exaggerated.
0: Uh, um, I'm gonna look it up right and, now. But okay, yeah,
2: yeah. But also, you got you got to give you got to give Casey uh, Musgraves.
0: Oh, she Shea, does have some big ass hands.
2: She's got hands bigger than, I'll have, than I have. Yeah. But the other thing is, Casey Musgraves gets a gold star for a subversive shade to Monet because she basically wore Monet's country drag from last season, mm-hmm. fitting appropriately. Yeah, and there's there's even a photo somewhere of the two of them side by side, mm-hmm. uh, floating around Instagram, and it's fantastic. The other thing is that Casey Musgraves is an LGBTQ activist. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Yeah, she's a, and she sings a lot about equality in her songs. And she's a, and I know Casey Musgraves really, really, really well. I've interviewed mm-hmm. her about seven times. She's a right-on pro-queer chick. I love that girl. Uh-huh. So I had to give them props because they're. I know both of those girls, and they're awesome, and they both do a lot of good work for the community. Um, okay, so I lived for the choreography, the entry of Trinity's group. Mm -hmm. It was really, it was very seduction. Mm -hmm. And I love that they used the the physicality of Latrice to obscure Stacy. Yes. And then had the two of them, the King Bitches, walk to the front of the the runway. I thought it was so good. It was Mm -hmm. simple. It was a simple choreo. I thought, Gia's rap was really good. I'm watching it now. I thought Gia's drag was really mm-hmm. good.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but I got to say, the star of that was Latrice. Latrice's yeah. rap was spectacular. Yeah. And the wig was great. And the white. Ju- you put a big girl in a white jumpsuit. Come on now. Mm-hmm. And they kept Stacy front and center.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And Stacy looked good. Stacy was giving me Martha Watch realness. Mm-hmm you know they had her lip sync the chorus so it looked like she was singing it mm-hmm. so she was i mean i'm looking at it right now stacy never gave up the center stage and right. that's the way it was supposed to be that's
0: the way it was supposed to be that's the way it was supposed to be and i noticed it and uh, i didn't i actually didn't like trinity's performance believe it or not i that was actually one of the weaker ones but she never got I
2: thought it on was it. okay i thought it by was by the
0: way i right. have been mean to mention this this trinity as a boy this is something I never thought of in my head. She looks to me, this is just maybe you would agree or disagree. She looks to me like this is what a Carson Kressley thinks he looks like. Yes. Like he's yes. giving like Carson doesn't look like that, but I think he's trying to go for the look Trinity's doing. Yes. He, she looks Trinity's like
2: Trinity's a, a good Trinity's a good looking boy.
0: Yeah. He's giving you old school uh uh Carson Kressley fish.
2: Yeah. But uh, and so now, Valentina's on, and I live for the Selena fantasy. Great, great that Selena wig stuff. Wig was everything, mm-hmm. and the fact that all the girls did the you know the finger to the ear, hand a finger in the finger in the air mm-hmm. during Valentina's high note was amazing. Mm-hmm. The fact that all five of the girls stepped behind Stacy in the last part of the performance was like it was just right everything Mm -hmm. about it was correct it was like they all had a moment to shine they all looked gorgeous i thought most of the raps were really good Mm -hmm. i mean manila's rap wasn't great but it wasn't horrible
3: Mm -hmm. um yeah i agree with you on that
2: and i think it showcased and i think and it it did what it was supposed to do it gave them all a moment to shine but it was built around stacy and i thought stacy looked like queen diva
0: you know, uh, someone pointed out in the chat room, but I also saw it on Reddit, that it was a coincidence that, you know, Latrice wore an L, a la Laverne from Laverne and Shirley, obviously for Latrice, on her jumpsuit.
2: Aww. And we
0: lost Petty Marshall the week of the show. What a weird yeah. coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Team Trinity, yeah, I thought Team Trinity, uh, I wouldn't say killed it, but, like, they did much better than Team Monique. and uh,
2: They were the clear winners. They, they were the, the clear winners. winners.
0: Even though I don't think they really declared a winner, did they? No, but no. to me
2: they were the yeah, winners. Yeah,
0: they were, they were clearly better. Now let's talk about Team Monique, who sang Everybody Say Love. What were your thoughts on that?
2: Um, I, I, I'm, I'm certain that you noticed that these girls were so... Not respectful of of Stacy. That yeah. most of them looked like they were hitting her in the face with their <laughs> wigs.
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
2: I mean, I mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. And 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 if I'm if I've got it right, Monique did hit her in the face with the wig. Mm-hmm. It was just like they were literally standing in front of her. That's not showcasing her. Mm-hmm. That's trying to upstage her. Yeah. The only, the only queen who—I mean—I thought Monet was really good, but watching this, I saw why Naomi needed to come back.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I thought Naomi's rap was the best of the group.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I thought Monet. I thought Naomi looked the best. Mm-hmm. I thought Naomi killed it. Mm-hmm. I thought she killed it. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I stand fully corrected. Last week, I was like, why is this bitch back?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now I'm watching this and I'm like, okay, you know what? I think I need to see what else she got to give because mm-hmm. she was so good in this performance. And she um, was the only one who didn't hit Stacy with her hair. By the way, I, I saw the,
0: I, I even looked for it the second time. What was this drama with the jacket they were talking about? I didn't notice. I didn't notice the first time. And I looked, and I looked the second time. It didn't seem there was drama with this jacket that Monique she had. had.
2: She had trouble getting it off. Okay. But also, I'm going to go with, uh, with, <laughs> with Valentina and call those pants out, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Pheromone just hit her in the face with a wig. Yeah. Um, those pants were like, to, to quote Michael Kors during Project Runway, those those pants were insane and not in a good way like it looked like she was it looked like she had you know like like old man balls hanging down around her knee it was just not it was not hot nothing about it was hot
0: Old man balls are really hot, actually. I don't know what's wrong with that.
2: (laughs) All right. Uh, Not on a drag queen.
0: Over on Patreon, supporters listen to a live reaction show during the commercials. I did that yesterday. And receive this episode two days early, completely unedited and commercial free. Also, (laughs) Patreon supporters are enjoying a brand new show where people of color actually get to share their opinions about the show. Last week, we spoke to Emmanuel Villa and Anthony Vargas about Valentina and also Gia Gunn's drama with... um, What's her name? Carmen Carrera about cultural appropriation. But don't right. forget there's also the Dragula recap show. This Dracula. If you want to hear somebody people make fun of a show, me and Lori. You by the way, I'm gonna say this right now. If you're like, oh, I didn't see Dracula. You don't need to watch. I would say don't watch Dragula. Let us watch it for you and make, <laughs> make fun of this train wreck that is Dragula. As well as the rumor mill with our old friend Evan Ayers. You can enjoy all this and more over at Patreon.com slash Drag Race Recap by simply signing up at the $3 level. That's Patreon.com slash Drag Race Recap. Wink. Oh, my God. All right. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. All right. And we're back. Now, Larry, It's time. For the looks, uh, any big thoughts on the looks, Larry Flick
2: um, not really I have to say i'm watching I'm watching the runway right now on mm-hmm. the screen mm-hmm. and I think that it was um, a flawless runway i mean i I don't feel like anyone brought anything mm-hmm. exceptional um, and nobody and nobody. Did poorly. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at every, every, every runway is every look on the runway works. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see a single look that doesn't work. I mean, I'm even like right now, you know, I've been obviously very critical of Monet, mm-hmm. uh, not Monet, well, Monet and, and Monique. And I thought their looks on the runway were beautiful. Now,
0: the one that everyone's gagging over is Manila's outfit. They even feel that she should have, you know, they were just even,
2: they. they thought, it was pretty, it was, it was pretty spectacular. Yeah. But I think people are more, if I, if I dare, mm-hmm. I think people are responding more to the fact that it was a gray wig. And her hair, the change in hair is mm-hmm. a very atypical hair. Wig for Manila, mm-hmm. and it changed everything about her. Mm-hmm. The wig changed everything about her look. The dress was beautiful,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but it was really her makeup and her and and her hair was so different mm-hmm. and so next level mature mm-hmm. that I think um, that's what people are really responding to. Interesting. Everyone everyone up their game uh, on this runway. There was I, honestly, I'm looking at look after look, and I don't see. Anyone Mm
1: -hmm.
2: who did not look smashing, expensive, I'm not looking, I'm not seeing any bad wigs. Mm -hmm. I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing anything that I see no boots on this runway. Yeah. You know, I'm looking right now at Monet and his velvet gown and I'm like, you need to look like this all the time. Well, yeah. She looks, she looks so gorgeous. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, on this runway. I mean, every look, perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm even looking at... Right now, I'm looking at Valentina walking down the runway. She looks stunning. Everybody does. I don't know if I was necessarily the biggest fan of Monique's outfit.
2: I, I thought... thought Mo- see, I really, I like the reveal.
0: Uh, I, liked the, I, I, But you could... To me, it was so obvious. You could see the bodysuit underneath, and I was yeah. like... It, it looked sloppy until she did the reveal, actually.
2: Um, I, 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 you know, I... I didn't hate it. I actually, I think my least favorite look was Ferris because it was the most basic. Yeah, it's just very um, fair, yeah. And I would say my favorite, I think my favorite look would probably be between Manila and, um, and Latrice. I thought Latrice was really elevated to the next level. Um, and I think it's just her getting more healthy mm-hmm. is really, has really informed her drag because mm-hmm. she just looks like she's beaming with like mm-hmm. fitness you know what i mean there's like mm-hmm. a glow in her skin um maybe or maybe she's just changed her foundation i don't know but mm-hmm. there's something beautiful and vibrant about latrice that we haven't we never see, saw before i know she's lost weight She's gotten her teeth done she's just really upped her game to the next level and to me she's doesn't even matter how she does on this show. Mm-hmm. She is forever a legend, and I think she proves it every week. All right, very good. Uh, anything else you want to say about the looks? No, I all thought. Right. Yeah, I thought it was.
0: I thought they were all beautiful. All right. Wow. I love it. All right. After the judges, I, I hate talking about the look. After the judges' critiques, Valentina and Monet are named the top two all stars, while Pharamone and Monique Hart are named the bottom two. In the workroom, Monique is anxious to start pleading her case with the top two all stars, but Valentina decides to use the time for her telenovela diva moment and explain the importance of this moment to all the girls. Eventually, they break off into pairs. During Ferris's time with Monet and Gia... During Ferris's time with Monet, Gia's... Gia, why can't I talk today? Gia Gunn interrupts to make a weird apology to Farrah Mon. This upsets the girls who are safe. And sitting off to the side, Larry flick your thoughts on everything that went on in during that deliberation in the workroom and the judges...
2: Um, okay, so first of all, I want to... We talked a little bit about the, uh, the Valentino moment. Mm-hmm. And I want to mention it again because... The, uh, the thing that I think is unavoidable mm-hmm. but unfair
1: mm-hmm.
2: about the way this, the deliberations work mm-hmm. is the winners don't get a chance to have a moment to say, hell yeah, they don't get that moment. Yeah. And so Valentina made herself. Have that moment, mm-hmm. and so I, I celebrate that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that they deserve a minute to say, "Hot damn, I did well." Mm-hmm. Why? Why does it have to be about tragedy for, every time? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not. I'm not mad at her doing that. Um, I also think it's you know it's true diva,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and 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 I love how Valentina's embracing the fact that mm-hmm. uh, season nine, Valentina was trying to be nicer than she really was, mm-hmm. and. I like that she knows who she is and she's owning it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, if she had been more like that in season nine, I think we all would have been rooting for her a little bit more. But um, I, I, I respect Farrah for not crying. <laughs> I, uh, it's funny because as good as I thought Monique looked on the runway, she doesn't pass an up close inspection. No. So when you see her in the workroom, you're like, oh, girl, mm-hmm. first of all, you, you said yourself you're making money. Invest in some new wigs. Mm-hmm. These cheap ass, sh- janky looking lace fronts are not your friend.
0: Well, Manila comments on it in the episode.
2: It's like, yeah, you know, she said, get yourself some human hair. hmm. <laughs> uh, Her her, her looks don't pass the up-close inspection. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that uh, I I liked the way Farrah conducted herself during the deliberations. I actually gained a lot of respect for her in this episode uh, between the confrontation with Gia and the way she negotiated with the two winners. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know what, I could, I could live with her because I wasn't, I'm not really her biggest fan.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
2: mostly ambivalent about Farah, mm-hmm. but I thought, you know what, I'd like her around for a little while longer. Mm-hmm. Um, Monique didn't, you know, I just, you know, I just, I want to be more into Monique than I am.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I really want to be, um, and I thought that Gia. I do think that Gia. I don't, I don't want to say she crossed the line,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but I think it was one. It was one calculated move too many. All right, uh, you know,
0: you're right. She kind of overstayed her welcome. It was like, it was iconic in the in the during elimination day. Now it's like, okay, what are you doing?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, like if I were either, see, now this is where Monet should have stepped in and said, "Girl, go away."
0: I think they were just so puzzled.
2: They were like, cause you've never seen that know,
1: happen but, on the show. Like,
2: you know, this is, but this is where you need a leader, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and clearly, Farrah's kind of just being pounced on. Mm-hmm. You're the winner. You need to act like a winner. You need to mm-hmm. act like a leader. You need to say, you know what? Stop, freeze, move. Mm-hmm. Keep a stepping, bitch. That's what Monet should have done.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, because yeah, cause fair is in a vulnerable position, and it it, it, yeah. it, it it probably did shake fair up a little bit. But it, I don't know. It was it was it was very odd. But again, I'm still living for it because I've never seen that before.
2: I, I'm living for it too. I'm uh, living for it too. But that was one where I was like, okay, girl. I don't know. I don't know about this one. I don't know about this one. Yeah. But at the same time, I was watching it, and I took a you know I took a big bite of my snack. Wow.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I was I was like popcorn eating. Yeah, yeah. Back on the main stage, Valentina and Monet go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their legacies. The song, Into You, by Ariana Grande. In the end, RuPaul names Valentina as the winner of the lip-sync, giving Valentina the opportunity to send Farah or Monique home. After a brief speech, Valentina pulls the lipstick from her... By the way, where was that lipstick?
2: I don't know. It's like, like between it was like, her legs, I don't know. I don't know, what know that yeah. Lipstick
0: was. By the way, the blur did you notice they blurred her nipples on both the the performance and the lip sync?
2: Yeah, because if they look like female breasts, then they can't show it.
0: So stupid. From her dress to reveal Farah's name after a heartfelt goodbye, Valentina and Farah hug. And as Farah hugs the other girls, she gets one last dig into Gia, telling Gia after an air kiss, "You actually don't love me." Oh, actually, I have the actually we played it in the top. I can actually play it right here. Here we go. You actually don't (laughs) love me. So, back in the workroom, Small Bean Pheromone struggles to get on the counter to kiss the mirror. And Larry Flick, do you have any final thoughts on the episode? Like, What were your thoughts on lip sync and all that?
2: Okay, first of all, I live for the song that they lip sync to.
0: Yeah, people have been waiting for
1: that song.
2: Live for that song. Mm -hmm. Um, I think... I think... I got a semi erection watching Valentina. <laughs> she was so hot. Okay, that was so sexy. Mm-hmm. I like. I'm like, what is actually going on here? Mm-hmm. It was so sexy. I think she foiled uh, Monet mm-hmm. because I figured out what Monet's game is. Monet, if she's if she's in a lip sync and she's trying to win, she creates a bit of comedy that upstages and pulls the other lip syncer into her lair Mm -hmm. so that if you're reacting to her, then you're not performing.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Right. You're reacting. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: It's something that actually I've heard Alaska talk about. And actually Alaska apologized to Katya. You know, when she famously licked her on the face, Mm -hmm. Katya would not talk to her for like (gasps) two weeks after that. Oh, really? Because yeah, because it was like, it was dirty pool. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're trying to get me to react to you as opposed to perform for Mm -hmm. myself. Yeah. And that's dirty pool. And so you could see, I know you have your theory that, and a lot of people have this theory that Monet didn't really pull out all the stops. Mm -hmm. I disagree with that. Mm -hmm. I think she did pull out the stops and they were, and, and they, they failed Okay, because, because, When she saw what was happening with Valentina, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and you know, I mean, I know that there's editing involved, but Valentina dragged the judges' eyes to Mm -hmm. her at every time. Mm -hmm. You could see them looking to in her vicinity Mm -hmm. whenever she was, whenever you know, a lot of the lip sync. And Monet tried to pull her by by going from straight lip syncing to comedy,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? She got on her knees. She, she gestured between her legs. The goal was to get her to react. And then suddenly it would become laughing at Monet.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Valentina was like, hell fucking no. Mm-hmm. She was in her deep concentration.
1: Mm-hmm. She
2: performed as if no one else was on that stage. Yeah. And it foiled, it foiled Monet mm-hmm. and forced Monet to go back to lip syncing normal. Mm -hmm. And that's when Monet lost the lip sync. Well, when, when, when Monet dropped down, tried to get a laugh, got a little titter. And then instead she was completely upstaged by Valentina, who was basically doing a Paula Rubio concert Mm -hmm. on that stage. Who's Paula Rubio? Paula Rubio is a massive Latin American artist. Oh, and she looked like Paula Rubio. The whole outfit, the wig was a tribute to Paula Rubio. And, And she just and so that song does not really is not really conducive to a jump split. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: It's just not. It's a sensual song. It's not a flip and split song. Mm -hmm. And you know, yeah, I think I'm like you better work, Valentina, because it was it was a legendary lip sync from my point of view. Mm -hmm. A because it permanently redeemed her. B because it was so sexy Mm -hmm. that. You know, even a 100% gay man like me was like, what is actually going on on my screen? And she foiled the bitch. And I, li- I lived for her foiling her. Mm-hmm. I lived for it. No. I mean, because Monet was doing the, the hand crossing and, you know, like, I'm like, you, first of all, stop crossing yourself, bitch. God's not going to help you anymore. Stop it. Stop it. You need a new shtick.
0: Well, yeah, and that—that that was the point I was going to make. Is it reminded me of? Because remember, we didn't get a really chance to see in season nine. Uh, Valentina lip sync. We've gotten very right. limited, and it reminds me of fucking somebody. And here's what I mean: when you fuck somebody for the first time, you're so excited because you guys, you, you guys have your own little tricks you're bringing to the table, and it's new, yeah, it's fresh and new. Again, going back to Monet has just been in season ten, so it's the same tricks. You know, that we've just seen, you know, fanning her vagina, doing the splits, you know, doing the little comedy bit where we've already seen that. We've just seen this. OK, yeah. Where with Valentina, it's oh, we've never seen what she's doing here. We're getting to see it. Not for the first time. She val- she lip sync last week, but this is for a real lip sync. It's the first time we've ever actually seen her for real lip sync. Yeah. So uh, this is all new to us. And so uh, it was. It was really great.
2: All right. Any other final thoughts
0: on the episode, Larry Flick?
2: Um, I was sad to see Farrah go, even yeah. though it made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I felt like there was more story to mine between her and Gia.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, even though you know, uh, as much as I'm not Monique's biggest fan right now, I get why she didn't. She wasn't voted off because mm-hmm. she is a talented queen. She's mm-hmm. just sort of. Not giving us any depth right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, uh, to me, this was, this was uh, an iconic episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: This will go down as one of the best episodes of the show ever. Oh, you yeah. said that at the beginning of our conversation. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to echo that and agree with you 100%. It was a perfect episode. It Everything was. about it was right on. Even the parts that didn't work were great. Yeah, at no point
0: did I ever feel the ninety minutes. And in no. most episodes, you feel that there's a there's a soft underbelly that you feel at some point, usually around yeah. the critiques. And I never felt it. it. Everything was tight. Everything moved. Everything flowed. I'm just talking from a, a pure editing standpoint of the show. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it held your attention the entire time. It had a perfect tension and then release of the tension. Tension release of the tension. It was a very well. They should submit this for the Emmy next year. I'm not even being funny.
2: I agree. Yeah. I agree.
0: Um, Rue looks stunning. It, the drama was great. They should submit this for the Emmy for next year.
2: Yeah, yeah, so. I agree. It was a great. It was just a great episode, and you know, I, I love this cast. Even the even the characters that I'm not crazy about. Mm-hmm. You need to have characters you don't like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it the chem, You have to have that chemistry. The chemistry. This is a very well thought out group of queens put together
0: gia is everything they wanted milk to be last
2: season and more yes yes yeah. yes right. because gia is giving us fifi o'hara but yes a different a different level yeah, well, yeah uh, she's she giving us be- uh, she's giving us fifi o'hara without the is, is she going to show up with a gun and kill us all well yeah, the thing well, about fifi o'hara is that you always wondered if she was if she was going to kill you yeah whereas Gia is in complete control well, well Fia, Fia, Fifi was a
0: re- reluctant villain, uh, and the producers were poking the bear, so to speak. This one, yeah. Valent- Gia's is like, you don't need to poke the bear. I'm going to do it. I'm a villain, yeah. and that's what yeah. that's sort of what's
2: great. I mean, I'm just I, I love I love the way um, the way uh, Valentina is playing for the camera by showing she's like today is Palm Springs cocktail. Yeah, and you know she has a look from when she walks into the room. She poses. She is completely embracing and making the most of this season, and I think anyone like me who turned on her in season nine is having. I think all all of my fellow haters are like, girl, I'm living for you. Um, and I kind of that's what's kind of fun about this season so far because I really did live for Monet and Monique in their season, and I'm mm. not there, so it's like. You see, the more you see of a queen, the more you can kind of change your opinion of them,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I kind of like that because it's a living, breathing thing. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I like. It's very rare that I'm like, oh, I, you know. I can I can't wait till next week. Yeah. I'm sitting here like, okay, where, where are my new episode at?
0: Exactly. Anyone it's who listens so to the show for a while, like one of the big complaints people will say about our episodes is that they'll be like, "Do you even like the show?" And this, oh, is, I love the this show. Yeah, this, well, you clearly do. Sometimes people think I don't. All right. Well, let's end on that note. Well, that concludes this <laughs> week's episode of the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show. Join us next week and every week as Larry and I continue to discuss, 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 dissect, and. <laughs> We've been on for an hour forty five. We're, discuss, we're dissect. Gonna,
2: we're gonna get. Joe, I promise you all. We're gonna get Joe to an elocution class. I know. That we've been doing this show for
0: so long. <laughs> it's time for the next episode to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars Season Four. Until then, for Larry Flick and
2: myself, sashay away until next time. Oh, she meanwhile. got her.
0: Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Listen to Larry Flick every weekday on his celebrity interview show, In Depth, via SiriusXM On Demand. Follow Larry on Twitter and Facebook at Larry Flick for free listening links. He can also be heard every weekday morning on Studio 54 Radio. Follow Joe Batantz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batantz. The outro music was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. You can find Alex Lefebvre on Instagram at Alex Lefebvre Music. That's A-L-E-X-L-E-F-E-V-R-E-M-U-S-I-C. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Drag Race Recap and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drag Race Recap. You can also support the show at Patreon.com slash Drag Race Recap. Finally, to find all of our old episodes, visit our website at dragrace Recap.com.